Welcome to the Arkansas BeerCast with Big Ray and Mike from Craft Beer Bucket List. In this episode, we will be visiting an Arkansas brewery you have to try before you die. Arkansas Beer Cast. I am your host, Big Ray. I've got Mike on the other side of the table here, and we are ready to talk about Bentonville Brewing. How's it going, Mike? Man, it's going really good. Uh, I hope you're doing really well, too. Uh, you know I am. Uh, yeah. Drinking beers, talking about a brewery we got to visit, and uh, that's never a bad thing. Killing it all day, every day. Oh, that's right. <laughs> best that's day ever, right? Be- best day ever. <laughs> best day ever. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm really enjoying this Arkansas beer cast, and I, you know, I know we've got folks that are listening to it from, you know, we, we kind of watch the numbers of whatever downloads and listens and all that, and I'm pretty happy that it's gotten the traction it has. So uh, it makes me excited, and I get to you know travel around having some beers with my best bro and uh, trying some new breweries, get to know some new folks, and uh, really just sightseeing Arkansas. It's a beautiful state. Uh, you know, I'm loving it. So that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you take it from here. I could ramble on. Yeah, no, you're good. So again, today we're talking about the Bentonville Brewing Company. And if you haven't already typed it into your GPS, you can find them at 901 Southwest 14th Street in Bentonville, Arkansas, 72712. Uh, so Bentonville is not that big of a city. It's pretty easy to navigate. But just follow the blue line on Waze, Google Maps, Apple Maps, how, however you travel. Even if you have one of those old Rand McNally maps, you can find your way there. You can do it. I have faith in you. And uh, when you get there, check it all out. they got a fantastic space. And uh, you'll see why Mike and I are so excited to talk about this place. Yeah, you know, um, when we when we got this on a schedule, um, we were talking. And, and we'll have uh, Katie introduce herself here in a minute talking to Katie and, um, you know, you and I have both, you more so than me by far, but we've both explored this general Northwest Arkansas area, but neither one of us had been to this place. So, um, I'd looked at some stuff up out on it online and I was like, man, this is, this is really cool. And, um, being that's within driving distance, you know, we were both made it there and whatnot. Um, I was just excited to see it or go visit it. Um, real quick, uh, can we let, uh, so we, we, when we were there, we, we talked with Katie, uh, who is, uh, one of the owners and just kind of, uh, has a million different hats to wear as part of the brewery crew. And then we have Matt, who is, uh, what I would call the taproom manager. Let's, let's hear them introduce themselves real quick. If that's all right. Absolutely. Here we go. My name is Katie. I'm the COO and I do everything except for brew. And that of course was Katie. And uh, let's take a quick listen here to Matt. Hi, my name is Matt. I am the taproom manager. So you'll usually find me wandering around, making sure everyone's having a great time. All right. And, you know, uh, since we just heard from Matt, let's hear from him again. He's going to tell us a little bit about the brewery. Uh, But before we go down that road, man, like, I don't know about you, but, and 
the place was just kind of, you walk in, it's just kind of like, um, it's got a good vibe about it. Um, you walk, we walk into like, we walked in through the beer garden, I guess you'd call it, which was nice. Had it not been so hot that day, we probably would have hung out there, but, uh, man, it's, 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 um, anyway, here's Matt. Let's listen to him real quick. Inside our tap room, we have bar seating, assorted tables throughout, two lounge areas with armchairs and couches. We have TVs on the wall so we can watch our favorite sports games. We have the Berg, which is one of our restaurants located inside. We also have a kid's corner where there are puzzles, toys, a chalk wall and a magnet wall for your kids to play while you enjoy some food and a drink. Outdoor on our patio, we have a large outdoor patio with a performance stage, shaded seating, we have assorted outdoor games for everyone to enjoy. There's three food trucks located outside for additional snacks. We also have a pump track with Strider bikes for your kids to play around in while you're hanging out. Also located on our patio, we have a large fenced in dog park where you can hang out with your furry friend while you enjoy your food and drinks as well. All right. And uh, Katie's going to tell us how we can find Bentonville Brewing on the interwebs. Our website is bentonvillebrewing.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bentonville Brewing. All right. And so you, you know how to find them online. You know about where they're at. You've heard a good description of the place. And, and let me tell you, it's nice. Um, the, the, you know, what I really liked was the, the couches inside. We hung out on the couches and had some beers. They have some good food trucks, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, for, for those who are visiting, if you're on your way there, make sure they're open. On Mondays, they're open 1 to 10. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, it's 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's 11 to 11. And then on Sunday, they're open on Sunday as well. It's 11 to 10 as well. Um, and so just make sure you're heading, you know, this that's a lot of hours. So, like, as long as you're in the afternoon, I guess you're good, right? Absolutely right. Yeah. So. And I, I tell you, Mike, you know, outside of the brewery, there's plenty of things to talk about inside. Yeah. One of the things I really found super cool as a dad of a little girl, I've got an eight-year-old daughter uh, who I love to take to breweries with me. There, so many are family-friendly, Bentonville Brewing included. They have this little, uh, what was the name of that track outside, Mike? Oh, it's the uh, the pump track. The pump track, that's it. Pump it. Uh, no, the pump track, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, they have these little bicycles outside for the kids to ride. And I, I thought that was so unique and such a cool thing to have. Uh, outside right. of the brewery, and uh, yeah. you're right. The outside area and inside are both super plush. It, it's very clean and inviting and comfortable, and they make it a point to have it, you know, be family friendly and a way to include the kids, which, uh, again, as a dad, I just love. So super comfy for the adults. The kids get to play. Mom and dad get to enjoy an awesome craft beer, and you put all those things together, and you just have a whole lot of awesome. Yeah, like I mean, just outside, it's got you. You walk in, you've got all the picnic tables, and there's some some uh, shade cells around. Then you've got a little bit of a covered patio area with some some seating and whatnot. And then you've got uh, the pump track. You've got uh, a couple of uh, I don't know little. I want to say like a horseshoe pits for cornhole, but I don't know what they call them, like horseshoe or cornhole lanes or whatever you want to call them. They got those. Then you've got the food trucks on the other side, and there's several of those usually kind of hanging out. Um, it's it's just a pretty cool outdoor space, and you can tell that they made it, you know, that way on purpose. Um, and it kind of matches what the indoor is, kind of. But uh, but anyway, it, it, and I think that all goes back to like you know, 
who they are, you know, and, um, you know, what are they trying to do with this space and how are they trying to ref this, how are they trying to make this space reflect the, you know, the origin and the history of the brewery, right? No, that's, and that's such an important thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because here we can cut to them talking about exactly that, the origin of the brewery. Bo Lee and I started Bentonville Brewing Company in 2015 after Lee called us and said that he's sick of home brewing in his garage and he wanted to start a business. Bo and I moved from Colorado to help him get it off the ground and we've been brewing beer together ever since. Our real goals in starting the brewery was to bring a community atmosphere that families and everyone could feel welcome in um, in the beer world, really. Colorado has such a cool craft scene, and Arkansas is such a beautiful place, and it has all the outdoor uh, enthusiast stuff that we loved when we lived in Colorado, and we just wanted to meld all of that together. And something else I love, you know, we just heard him talk about the origin of the brewery, and that totally fits their theme and the vibe, which is assume your natural state at Bentonville Brewing Company. So that really just encompasses like you were talking about earlier, it just ties it all together, and I love it. They, they live what they're doing, and they're providing a space for guests to come in and live that as well. You know, uh, and we're about to head to a commercial break, Ray, but before we do that, um, something I want to say is how I appreciate it that you can get a lot of their beers in uh, bottles and cans right there. You know, sure. they're making sure that um, if you come in and have a beer and you want to walk out with a six-pack of their lager, um, or their war baby or whatever it may be. And we're going to talk about some of those here in just a second. You can take them with you. Um, and the other part is, is something I think is really cool is we asked them a little bit about their brew house and you know, they were, they were super happy to oblige. So here's Katie talking a little bit about the brew system. We have a 20 barrel alpha brew system with eight fermentation vessels that range in size from seven to 60 barrels. We have a white oak fooder and a robust barrel program for aging beers. We package beers primarily in cans now. Our canning line can can up to 50 cans per minute. And I love that. It's a beautiful brew house. We got a chance to take a look at their system. And, and, and like the same as so many other breweries, it's super clean. They have fantastic equipment. And for me, a, a guy that loves beer, I love to look at this and see where it's made. And that just means the world to me. And I always feel special when, when we get to tour a brewery, Mike. I've seen dozens and dozens and dozens of these setups at this point. But I still get like little kid excited when I get to go back and see all this stainless right. steel and just see a clean and well-thought design put together to make an amazing craft beer. But speak of beer again, I want to let them talk about the beers that are available at Bentonville Brewing. You can find Bentonville Brewing beers on tap in restaurants across Northwest Arkansas. You can also take a six-pack of us home if you check your local liquor store or grocery store. You know, it's, it's just cool. They, ha they have all these beers available, some really good beer. And we're about to try some of that beer right after this commercial break. Ray, you and I both love to travel. Something I love to do is visit national parks uh, and state parks, right? Sure, sure. What's your uh, what's one of your favorite parks? So my favorite park is Yellowstone. Like, yeah. absolutely love it. It's pretty iconic place. park. 
Yeah. Very iconic. What's your favorite national park, Mike? I, I, I got to say it's probably the Grand Canyon. Uh, it's just the, the feeling you get when you look out across it is just amazing. It's incredible. Um, right. But so the reason I'm bringing this up is I, I just want to uh, cue everybody in to a, a very cool nonprofit initiative called Parks and Pints. P-A-R-K-S-N-P-I-N-T-S. So Parks and Pints, it's combining our love for beer and combining our love for parks they do a lot of different things to raise money to conserve, educate, and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to encourage everybody to go check them out. Uh, you can buy swag and support their cause and all that kind of stuff. It's at Parks and Pints on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit parksandpints.com. Mike, while we were on site, we had the opportunity to have a flight of five different beers. Good beers. So Good beers, by the way. Yes. Yeah, good beers. So. Yeah. We had the Guava War Baby, which is a fruity mm, kettle sour. Right. The 1872 Old Fort Lager, a Bohemian Pilsner. The Space Goose, and I love that name, by the way, Space Goose. It's a hazy yeah. IPA with a mosaic and citra hops. The Home Wrecker IPA yep. with Chinook, Cascade, and Willamette and Citra hops. And also the Fooder Aged Imperial Brown. Yeah. So fantastic flight. I mean, what a, a combination of beers there really covers the, <laughs> a spectrum of beers. It, it really does, man. I was, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, it was, it was diverse enough that I was a little bit, I don't know. I don't hesitant is a word, but I was a little bit like, well, all right, we'll see. But, uh, it, it swung for the fences and it, it hit a home run. So it, it, it did. Right. So, yeah. but I, I'm okay with that. And even right now, Mike, we're drinking the 1872 Old Fort Lager, which I really, yeah. really enjoy. And yeah, uh, you can buy them in the brewery in, in bottles, which is a nice change of pace because normally I go for the cans. Right. I love the pint cans because I'm a huge guy. I want a pint. And when I can get those, I love it. But every once in a while, I, I do enjoy a change of pace. And I enjoy busting out my little bottle opener because I'm too old to use my teeth like I did in a, when I was college age. That's you know ridiculous. I mean? Yes, it's ridiculous. <laughs> don't it use your teeth. Uh, Disclaimer, no, do not use your teeth. <laughs> Lord. But, so, so we're both enjoying one of these right now while we're talking about Bentonville Brewing. But I want to bring up the Fooder Aged Imperial Brown before we really dive in uh, to each beer here. Tell, yeah. tell us what Fooder Age is. Uh, well, I mean, fooder is just a, a big barrel, right? So, um, tr you know, traditionally they would ferment beer in barrels. And so this is just, for lack of a better term, it's just a big old barrel. Um, and Imperial Brown is just a high ABV brown of some sort. And um, so they, you know, they've got a fooder there uh, that they can age and it's, it's, it's a hefty one. I mean, so they've got, it's, um, they've got a fooder room, if you will. Um, they're on site. Um, but no, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just a big barrel and it's made to have, to give you more of that, what I call traditionalist or classic type fermenting and, uh, it be experimental. Right. And, you know, some people are, uh, using some, uh, fooder, uh, fooder aging, fooder, fooder fermenting to do their stuff with the, like the sours and whatnot. So, uh, this one was, I mean, like, we'll, we'll come back and talk to it, but I mean, it was really good. So hats off to that, but Anyway, it's a, I, I don't want to use any curse words. It's a big, big, big oak barrel. Gargantuan. Yeah. Like this is, yeah, this may be ray size. Ray size. 
right? right. Ray size barrel. You know, you got the half barrel, which is you know regular size, but what, what, you know, Ray's not regular size. What size is Ray? Yeah. Ray's is fooder sized. I'm a fooder. You know, as you were talking about this, I'm yeah. going to totally throw myself under the bus here, and I need a big bus, by the way, just to yeah. Anyway, so you're talking about this massive barrel in in this fooder room, and I'm thinking that's me, a foodie in the kitchen. Right. You're a fooder. And because yeah, that's my fooder room. That's <laughs> it's like, bruh. Oh man. So I'm like, you're speaking to me on an emotional level here. I was about to ugly cry, Mike. It was about to yeah. just let it all out. You never but know anyway, what's gonna happen on this podcast. You never know. But I gotta circle back, Mike. Let, let's yeah. start at the top of the flight. Let's dive into this guava war baby. Again, that's the, the fruited kettle sour. Uh comes in at six point two percent ABV. But really, I'm gonna let the pros talk about this. Let's cut to the team real quick. Yeah, uh, this is going to be Katie talking about the Guava War Baby. The Guava War Baby is a fruited kettle sour that comes in at 6.2% ABV with 5 IBUs. It's one of the series that we produce throughout the summertime. Um, we've done passion fruit, raspberry. Um, most people know our salted cherry sour. But this one is made with pink guava. Our brewer likes to say that it's important when you try these kettle sours to taste them three times. The first sip shocks your palate a little bit and gets you used to that tartness. The second sip gets you closer to what the beer tastes like. And that third sip, you're truly getting all the nuances from the fruit and the beer itself. And bringing us back in, we're, we got into the 1872 Old Fort Lager. And this is the 5% ABV Bohemian Pilsner. You know, we cracked oh, into this and... And, and got started on one of these over the commercial yes. break. Yes. And we were talking about this this beer, and it's like, oh, my gosh, man. Uh, this is really what I want from a Pilsner. Uh, so many are, are so so light-flavored, and this isn't overpowering by any means. This is absolutely a Pilsner. But it's got this flavor that's in here, and, dude, I'm digging it. I really right. am enjoying this bottle right now. A, a good uh, a light maltiness to it. Um, mm. It's you know, it's got a good body. It's crisp. That's what I really like about it, man. It's so crisp and clean. Um, you know, it drinks to me. It drinks a lot. It drinks. It looks heavier than what it is. Is a guess way to say it. But it drinks nice. This is yeah. Um, I you know, and I like their other beers, uh, the ones we had on site, and even after we had this flat, we had a few extras. Um, but overall, man, like the, the O four Lager. That may, that's probably my favorite beer of theirs. Um, uh, you know, and uh, we have, uh, let's play that clip we have of Katie talking about uh, 1872 real quick. The 1872 Old Fort Lager is actually a Bohemian Pilsner. It clocks in at 5% ABV, 31 IBUs. It is brewed in the traditional Bow Pills style using noble hops, German malts. And now it's time to talk about the Space Goose. And I need to make sure I don't ramble on too much here because I totally can. <laughs> hey, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Wark, wark. Is that a goose? That's a more of a duck, right? That's more of a duck than a goose. Wark, 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 wark. I don't know. <laughs> Carry you on. You saved me from going on a crazy tirade. I was about to go off on SpaceX and, and Elon Musk, and I think it's cool. But anyway, the Space Goose, a hazy IPA. 6.3% ABV, classic mosaic and citra hop combination. Just a, a fantastic beer, man. The citrusy notes are dialed up. The bitterness is dialed down. 
I could go on and on about this, but instead, I'm going to let Matt tell you guys about it. Our Space Goose New England IPA is our hazy IPA. It clocks in at 6.3% ABV with 21 IBUs. It is brewed using mosaic and citra hops. The first thing most people notice when drinking this is a very upfront grapefruit flavor that kind of dissipates to more of a tropical fruits with a little bit of hot bitterness towards the end. So, right. You know, I think of uh, whenever I think of hazy IPAs, I think it's like a hipster mimosa. That's, that's in my mind what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you can't change my mind. Uh, so, you know, kind of following the hazy IPAs, we have their tr- more traditional IPA, the home wrecker. Um, and it sits at 7.5%. And actually, um, I, I kind of like this one more than a space. The space goose was fine. I kind of like this one a little bit more. It's got the Chinook and the cascade hops and followed by some Willamette and Citra that you'd kind of already mentioned a little bit, but I think it's got it for me as a, as a, the non, uh, IPA, uh, connoisseur as yourself, right? Like I'll drink them, but, um, I, I need, I need a different type of IPA. So I think this homebreaker for me is the, the the hoppiness is kind of a little bit uh, more palatable for me. So I like it a little bit more. Um, but we asked Katie about this beer as well. So uh, let's hear her talk about the Homewrecker IPA. The Homewrecker IPA is a 7.5% traditional IPA. It is our flagship beer. It's uh, well-balanced between uh, malty sweetness and hot bitterness using some of the classic sea hops you're used to, like Chinook and Cascade, um, with the addition of Willamette and a heavy dose of Citra in the dry hop. Uh, this quickly became one of our most popular beers after assuming that we'd be really selling more amber ale than anything else when we opened up. But... Um, it originally started off as Bentonville IPA, and we got the name from a customer who had been drinking it for a very long time one day. So uh, it's it's an homage to them, and it's what you're going to find in most of our accounts. If a restaurant or bar can only carry one of our beers, it's typically the IPA, the Homewrecker IPA that they're choosing. Glad to hear Katie talk about the Homewrecker. But now, dude, the fooder age, and I love the word fooder so much, Mike. And I'm not—I promise I won't drone on and on about that again. But the I don't know if I age, believe you. I'm gonna do my darndest here, Mike. <laughs> so this imperial brown ale, like, dude, I love a brown ale so much, and this one spoke to me—not uh, on an emotional level, but I swear I heard voices talking to me as I drank this beer. And who knows? Maybe I had too many beers. But the imperial brown. 8%, no, sorry, 8.5% ABV. But again, here's Katie talking about another awesome beer there's. The Fooder Aged Imperial Brown is an 8.5% uh, higher ABV brown ale that we aged in our Fooder. Um, it's the second beer that we put into that vessel. And being a new fresh oak vessel and the wood flavors that imparts on the beers that go into it in those early stages can be very strong. So we designed this beer especially for this purpose. You get um, a lot of those things you love about a brown ale, like some nutty hazelnut, brown sugar, raisiny notes from the beer itself, Um, but with enough sweetness and alcohol that the wood flavors and that oak 
flavor from the vessel um, complement it rather than fight against it. All right, man. That kind of rounded out our flight. Um, you know, and another beer that we had on site was our Oktoberfest. It was good. It was uh, had a good, you know, traditional malty backbone to it. Um, so overall, I think our flight was really, really good, right? Basically, that's the truth. Um, and they had, yeah. And then we, um, the, uh, the one beer that is soon to come, um, is, uh, there, I have their cherry sour, uh, somewhere in a bottle as well. So I'm going to, I'll put that on our social media or whatnot at some point, but I'm anxious to try that, you know? Um, so anyway, I tell you what, so the, the other part that I want to have Katie kind of talk about is their merch they have available because they have a wide range of stuff. Um, I brought home a tin tacker you know, on top of a good load of beer. Right. But I got a tin tacker. I know I just thought that their stuff was, a, um, you know, they had a good, not only did they have a good amount, I guess you'd say, but a good variety. So here's Katie talking a little bit about the merch you can get so that you can support Bentonville brewing wherever you're at in the world. We have a wide variety of merch available anywhere from t-shirts to baseball hats, trucker hats, koozies, glassware. We like to carry um, some women's sizes and cuts in addition to unisex and men's. We change out our selections by the season. So in the summer, you'll find tank tops and t-shirts. And in the winter, you'll find long sleeves and sweaters and sweatshirts available. We also have some bandanas for your pup if you brought them to the brewery. And we have insulated coolers. You can take home some beer with you in Speaking of beer to go, we just started canning in addition to bottling. So we have a variety of four packs and six packs available for you to take home. Anywhere between six and eight different types of beer at any given time. And so now that you know how you can go in and, and take a piece of Bentonville Brewing home with you, which for me is so important, you get a sense of community and a sense of belonging when you take those things home with you. Another sense of belonging for me, and, and one thing I love about so many craft breweries, is their community engagement and their nonprofit collaborations. Bentonville Brewing delivers on both of those fronts, and they pay it forward and they pay it back, and I think that's fantastic. So let's cut to them talking about what they do to make Bentonville a better place. Here at Bentonville Brewing Company, we try to keep busy. We have trivia nights, craft nights, live music, local pop-up shops and dog meetups. We really like to get involved with the local community and we do partnerships with the Arkansas Philharmonic Orchestra, communities like the Bella Vista POA, the local community college. We're also brewing a special beer for Crystal Bridge's 10th anniversary, plus other small business partnerships ongoing throughout the year. Also what makes Bentonville a better place is <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You knew I was going there, Mike. Oh, the man. Uh, so <laughs> I can't help myself, Mike. So oh, a, another thing I love is uh, is food trucks and, and rotating trucks and bringing in different varieties of food as right. you go, having a schedule and posting on social media of who's coming in and when so you can plan ahead for your food and your beer pairing and you can get your taste bros riled up, you know, get something to get that palate activated on the way, maybe get a snack or something. Who knows? But in any case, I guess I'll drone on and on and on about this, but I don't want to do that. I want to let the locals talk about what they do locally, and here we go. 
Inside the tap room, we have the Berg, which offers a variety of different pub fare. And outside, we have a variety of food trucks that offer anything from burritos to beignets. You know, food goes well with beer, Ray. <laughs> yes, it does. Right? I mean, I mean that's pretty, it's a pretty accurate statement, right? Oh, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're right. So, uh, so real quick, uh, while we were on site, we had, um, every, we, we got everybody that was there, um, that worked for Bentonville Brewing just to quickly tell us what their favorite beer is. And so what I'd like to do is kind of cut to those clips real quick and we'll kind of roll them back to back and then we'll come back and have Katie tell us what her favorite beer. And then I want you and I to talk about ours real quick. So you're going to hear several clips and you're going to hear Katie and then we'll be right back. My favorite beer is going to be our Homewrecker IPA. I really like to drink that because of the bold hop flavor at the beginning, but it finishes out really smooth and sweet with a honey finish at the end. My favorite beer from Bentonville Brewing would have to be the Rugburn Double IPA. My favorite beer from Bentonville Brewing is the Rugburn Double IPA because it is dangerously smooth. My favorite beer is Hills and Hollers Amber Lager because it's a classic English lager. My favorite beer is the Fest beer, because who doesn't like Oktoberfest? My favorite beer is the Home Wrecker, uh, because it's a really good IPA. My favorite beer is the Little Wrecker IPA, because it's easy drinking, crisp, with bold hop flavor. All right, so Ray, uh, I think you know what my favorite beer is. I do. Uh, but, but, I, but I'm going to tell you anyway, my favorite beer from Bentonville Brewing Company is absolutely 100% the 1870, 1872 Old Fort Lager. That, uh, the Bohemian Pilsner we were talking about earlier, it's at 5%. I, so this is a beer, while we were on site, I, I, you know, I fell in love with it. I took quite a few home with me, um, and I've been drinking it um, you know, randomly ever since. It's, it's clean, it's easy drinking, it's tasty, medium body. It's kind of the beer for any occasion is what I would say. And that's why I like it. It's tasty, and you can drink it about any time. Um, what's your favorite beer, sir? So, me being a hophead, you'd probably expect me to go with the hazy or the home wrecker. But I've got to echo what you're saying. Where normally I'm not drawn to pilsners, you know, Lord knows I drink plenty of them. But like <laughs> this one really spoke to my taste, bros. It surprised me at how much I enjoyed it. And you're right. It is that beer for all occasions. It's not a seasonal beer. This is a year-round beer. I'm thinking Thanksgiving, Christmas, Thursday, Mother's Day, just whatever. This is a beer. <laughs> a beer. Flag Day. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, right? You know, Arbor Day. Let's go plant some trees in heaven, 1872. Right. Uh, that's, that's what I'm thinking. So, uh, again, where my preferred style is an IPA where we were at this one is the one that really captivated me and i think it's just because it surprised me so much and maybe i'm tainted because i'm literally drinking one right now as i talk but dude it's so good so <laughs> nah, good it's, it's good beer man this is what i can talk about and i this is another we talk about this on craft beer bucket list so much is that gateway beer right for a lot of folks that drink the big label beers you know if they don't know what they want if they're brand new to a craft brewery this is one you can point a lot of people to and help them break the ice on craft beer because it's not overwhelming. It's not scary. And it, this is delicious. And one thing I really noticed about this is the lack of an overpowering aftertaste. 
And I really sure. appreciate that about this beer. And I think that yeah. helps with those folks that are breaking into craft beer for the first time. Yeah. I, so I'm going to kind of echo. I think it's, um, it's a good uh, gateway beer, but I think it's also a beer that's, it's, you know, that's also you and I who drink a lot of different beers uh, can enjoy as well. So, sir, cheers. Cheers. We're coming up to the, the, the podcast where we have to remind you about their social media and their website because we want to get you engaged. We want to get you in the doors to experience what we did, but we also want to have you connect online. So be sure to check out BentonvilleBrewing.com and be sure to follow them on Facebook at Bentonville Brewing as well as Instagram at Bentonville Brewing. And also they have a YouTube channel, which I think is super cool. So take the time, look them up there as well. Give them that subscribe, give them a thumbs up and share, share, share those videos. And you know what? Drop them a comment. The YouTube algorithms love, love, love comments. So hook them up, show them some love that way. And remember their hours of operation, Mondays, 1 to 10, Tuesday and Wednesday, 11 to 10, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 11 to 11, and Sundays, 11 a.m., to 10 p.m. Right. So, and also, a friendly reminder, their address, they're located at 901 Southwest 14th Street in Bentonville, Arkansas, 72712. And if for whatever reason you don't have GPS, you get lost, just whatever, you need customer service, they have a phone number listed <laughs> as well. I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but you can Google it and find it. But in any case, get yourself there, get a beer, get some merch, play cornhole, get something from the food truck, and let your kids play on their little, what kind of track was that, Mike? A push track? The pump track. P-U-M-P. Pump track. Pump Pump. pump it up. Uh, I'm going to pump you up. Uh, Dude, so just to kind of summarize everything real quick is, you know, we arrived on site, walked into the patio uh, outdoor area, was super impressed. This is a nice facility. It's a very, I would say it's very uh, crisp and clean, just like their logger, right? Um, everything's, you know, it's, it's a nice area. Uh, we talked to mostly Katie and Matt, who are super nice. But when we got the staff in there to talk to us about their favorite beer, everybody was really nice. And, and that's what I like to hear and see when we're there. We had a great time. We had some great beers. You and I both came away really loving their, uh, their Pilsner. But you know what? Uh, I did not uh, have anything but great beer the entire mm-hmm. time I was there. And then finally, you know, they've got some great food options. It's, it's, it's one of the best experiences I've had, um, with some of the best people I've had as well. And I know I say that a lot, but that's also why I like breweries and I like bre- the brewing community is because it's good people, great places. But, um, I would definitely say this is a place to put on your list of breweries to try, uh, put on your list of things to do when you're in Northwest Arkansas and maybe uh, give you a reason to go up to that area. There's that. And uh, we, you know, we've been to a couple other breweries in that area now. And um, I think it's kind of a craft beer hotspot. Um, but anyway, we had a great time, Ray. I'll let you take us out uh, of this podcast. And I thank you, sir, for joining me on this quest to try Arkansas beer. Absolutely right, Mike. You do. I love doing these podcasts with you, bro. And uh, it just always makes my day to sit down and, and just recap our experiences. But also to the listeners, thank you so much for taking the time to check out the Arkansas Beercast in this episode for the Bentonville Brewing Company. And I also have to thank 
the Arkansas Brewers Guild for this collaborative endeavor. And really, you know, it's all about the people. Taking it back again to you, the listeners. Uh, we do this for you guys. Uh, we want you to know what you're getting into before you arrive. Get an idea of what kind of beers you want to taste before you get there. And I absolutely love that. And while you're on social media, is checking out Bentonville Brewing's website, Facebook page, their YouTube channel, whatnot. Take a look at hashtag ARBeer. And please do me one more favor, and I promise I'm done. Please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local. And we will check you out on the next episode of the Arkansas Beer. Adios. Thank you for joining us on the Arkansas BeerCast. Be sure to explore more episodes and get your brewery passport stamped as you discover all the breweries of Arkansas. The Arkansas BeerCast is a collaborative project with the Arkansas Brewers Guild and Craft Beer Bucket List. You can find the Arkansas Brewers Guild at arkansasbrewersguild.com and we encourage you to find Craft Beer Bucket List wherever you get your podcasts.